Your faithfulness has walked beside me The winter storms made way for spring In every season from where I'm standing I see the evidence of your goodness All over my life All over my life And I see the promises in fulfillment All over my life All over my life
get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Get up, get up, get up, get up out of that grave. Holy Spirit, yes, get up out of that grave.
of God the evidence is all around us creation we can't experts on the earth the scientists they can't even explain they cannot even explain they don't know they don't know how, how how these things happen and it's just it's an awesome God it's an awesome mighty God that spoke everything into existence and I for one I'm claiming that Lord is my Savior he's my creator he's my God you know, I took my turn in the world living for me, and I'm done with that. The Lord has saved me, set me free from all that junk. Really, that junk, all that junk, not much of that junk matters on the earth, you know. But the Lord, our Creator, our Heavenly Father, He is where it's at. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You may be seated. Amen, amen, amen. I partly did that because I'm getting in the habit of doing that, and partly because my sister said I do that all the time now. So maybe that's just my thing before I preach. Amen, amen, amen. What a wonderful time in worship. I had a little bit different view of it from back here, and I don't know if that's good or bad, because <laughs> I can see everybody out here. But God is good, amen. Nikki, God is good. Amen. She's here with us today. God touched her about 10 minutes after we prayed for her last week on Sunday. 
Amen. That's what God does. Uh, good to see you all here this morning. How many of you invited somebody to church today? <laughs> all right. Don't forget, we are to go. We are to go. How many enjoy the love of the Lord in your life? Don't you think other people would want to enjoy that too? Invite them, invite them, invite them. Talk about Jesus and what he means to you. This morning, we are going to be talking about winning the wars within. Winning the wars within. And, man, this morning, it's been a battle within me. Uh, I told Sarah that I needed some extra time to pray because whatever was going on inside of me, it was just like the enemy was trying to say everything against me this morning to not get up here and speak, to not preach, to not worship. And it was, anybody had those moments where just with everything he has, he comes after you and tells you you're just worthless and no good. And man, this morning was one of those mornings for me and I struggled to get my thoughts together. I'm still struggling to get my thoughts together, but I know God's good and I know God's faithful. And if I just let the Holy Spirit lead, He'll do what he wants to do in this place, no matter what the enemy tries to bring against us. So this morning, winning the wars within, and in this fallen world, everyone, everyone, everyone experiences pain, hurt, disappointment, and a wide variety of painful experiences and situations happen in our lives, like rejection, maybe some shattered dreams that didn't happen for you. Maybe you've been betrayed. Maybe you've been abused. Maybe there's an illness. Maybe there's job loss. Death of loved ones can really, really, really cling to your soul and leave hurt feelings there. And if your, if your pain remains unresolved, it's going to disrupt your mental capacity. It's going to disrupt your emotional capacity. It's going to uh, disrupt your spiritual health as you carry it around with you every single day. How many can attest to that? Okay, so these, these things, these wars that we have within us, they can take a toll on us. And these wars within us, and, and a lot of times we find ourselves losing those wars, uh, being overcome by our emotions and, and the failures in life and the pain in life. And there's days where the outside, the sun may be shining, but in here, it's gray and it hurts and it's painful. Am I the only one? Okay, we have those days, days when I can't imagine that everything is going to be normal again. Those kind of days. Days when, when no one understands what I'm going through and the pain feels too heavy. When my, when my thoughts won't stop spinning around in my head and, and, and they create this kind of tornado of emotions inside of me and I'm not sure how to quite handle everything. Anybody been there? Winning the wars within. And you know what we do with that as we walk into this place on Sundays and Wednesdays or as we, as we go and talk with our Christian brothers and sisters as we come in this place. You know what we do with those emotions and those, those wars that we have within us that we're really struggling, that we're really hurting? You know what happens when we walk in here a lot of the time? And I know this doesn't fit, but for the object of the illustration, I'm going to use it. When we walk in here, I'm not sure how this will work, Mike. Let me do this. When we walk in here, we wear this. We've got wars going on within us. We've got pain. We've got hurt. We've got decisions. We've got disappointments. And we walk around like this. Like everything's okay. 
And when my Christian brothers and sisters come up to me and say, how are you doing today? We say, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm doing all right. When inside, you're a wreck. And we go around hiding all of this and wearing this mask to cover things up that we're dealing with when all that stuff needs to be exposed. We, we have Christian brothers and sisters in here that can encourage you and lift you up and help you through things, but a lot of the times we want to act like everything's okay because we're ashamed that we're in this place that we're at. We don't have to be ashamed when we're going through things, when we're hurting, when we're struggling. Don't wear a mask and walk around like everything's okay. That's what we're here for. As a church, as fellow believers, that's what we're here for. I'm guilty of it too. I'm, I'm doing fine. I, I said it this morning. When inside, I'm like, oh, what's going on? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? Why are we so afraid to let our emotions out and to let people know we're real and we're struggling at times? Why are we so afraid to do that? And put this little mask on where everything's okay and I'm going to be just fine and I'll just keep to myself and not bother anybody else with it. That's not good. It's not good to walk around acting like you're okay when you're not. You know, sometimes it's, we come in here with our problems and our struggles or we go about our weeks like this and it's kind of like this stack of papers. We want to act like things are, are neat and perfect and everything's going great for us. And, and, you know, life couldn't be better. I love the Lord, and it's so good, and, and, and I'm so happy. And, and really, again, there's a war within you that you're struggling. This isn't what your life looks like at that time. That is. And we want people to see that. No, you can't see all my hurts and pains. You can't see all these wars I'm going through. I'm just going to act like everything's okay. But inside, I'm a wreck, and I'm a mess. Why won't we let people see that? Why won't we let God heal that? When our life is really like this, those are those moments that you need to talk to people, you need to talk to God, and you need Him to let, you need to let Him clean those things up and help you. Not just wear the mask like everything's great and perfect. But it's okay to admit that there's wars going on with, within you. And every single day there's a battle of the flesh and the spirit. Every day. Every decision you make, there's, a, there's the flesh side and there's the spirit side tugging at each other. Which way are you going to go on this? And Paul tells us that in Romans 7, verses 15, and then I'm going to jump down to 19. I don't really understand myself. For what I want to do, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. And in verse 19, I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. Church, we have to feed our faith and starve our flesh. Every single day, throughout every moment of the day, we have to feed our faith and starve our flesh. We can never, ever, ever, ever operate from a place of victory while we're staying in a place of defeat. Just can't do it. And he's going to do, Satan's going to do everything in his power to prevent us from walking in God's good plan for our lives. Everything. He is out to destroy you. 
And one of the primary ways he does this is through, our, through deception, trying to, to bring all kinds of negative thoughts into our mind. Anybody had negative thoughts before? Man, he's just constant with them. Negative, negative, negative. And we let those things in. But there are some ways that you can rely on God to help you break down and overcome the challenging obstacles with these wars that are standing in your way. And the first thing I want to talk about this morning is... Actually, the first thing I want to talk about this morning is we need to wake up as a church. I've hit on this, and I've hit on this, and I've hit on this, that I don't want us to go through the motions of playing church. There's too many people's lives and their souls that are at stake for us to just come in here haphazardly and not give God our best. Too many. This should be an exciting, exuberant zeal for the Lord's house. That should be this way every time we come in here. Like, I can't control the excitement inside of me about God. It should be that way. And we've got to get back to loving God, to loving people, and be excited about what we're doing as a church and as God's people. Our focus, there's so many things going on in the world that's just depressing. Why stay in that when you can just walk in the abundance of the Lord and his goodness and let people know about that? So the first thing, sorry for my little side note there, but first thing this morning, focus on God's power rather than on the size of your problem. I'm guilty of this myself. God is much larger than anything you or I are going to face much larger than any of it. And we make God too small sometimes compared to what our problems are. And he stands ready to help us to overcome the wars that we go through. And when we focus on how great God's power is, you're going to be able to see your problem from the right perspective and gain confidence to know that you can handle it with God's help. I can get through this with God's help because he's bigger than anything. And he's always with me. He knows every detail about what I'm going through. He knows the hairs on my head, no matter how small amount that is. He knows. He knows, he knows, he knows everything about what you're going through. And he wants to help us. He cares about us. And he's capable of doing everything and anything to help us. And a lot of times in the middle of these wars, in the middle of these battles that we go through, that is a, a prime opportunity for us to cultivate our faith. To, to get our character to change inside of us in the midst of it. And, and also increase your faith while you trust God to lead you through the process of overcoming whatever it is. This is a chance for my faith to increase right here. I'm dealing with something really rough right now. Haven't really told a lot of people. This might be in your head. But I have a chance right now to exercise my faith and let that increase in the midst of what I'm dealing with. Another thing we have to do is trust. we got to trust God's plan even when it doesn't make any sense. That is so difficult. So difficult in the midst of hard things and trials that we're dealing with. Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you even though my son was born with a heart defect and we don't know if he's going to live. Whew. Trust you in that. Lord, I'm going to trust you. 
when the bills come due at the end of the month and I don't have the money to pay for them all, I'm going to trust you because your ways are higher than mine. I'm going to trust you when the doctor says one thing, but I know you're the great physician and your word is the final say. I'm going to trust you. When none of this makes sense, God. And it doesn't make sense a lot of the times from our human perspective, but God operates in the supernatural. Do we still believe that? Do we understand that? His, his plan for our life is always in our best interest. So keep following him. Trust his plan for you. Um, a lot of times, especially guys, we just, I mean, David E. just talked about this before church. We try to solve things on our own. And we usually, fellas, we make a mess of things. <laughs> we got to trust God in things to let him fix things and let him resolve things and not do things on our own. And, and the more we focus on God's love in the midst of, of, of the war, the battle, the more we trust in his love, the less fear we're going to have in the middle of that. I know God loves me. I know God sees me. I know God's walking right beside me, so I will not be afraid. I will not be afraid. I will trust him in this. And I'll do whatever you say to do, God, even when it doesn't make sense. Also, I hit on this earlier. We, we need to see the supernatural in all situations. There is... No, you know, our, our small thinking sometimes, there is no way that this is going to end well. And then God says, let me just step into this real quick and show you what I can do. Anybody have those testimonies that I, I don't know how it happened or why it happened or how it even came about, but God moved in a situation and changed everything. Changed everything supernaturally supernaturally you know i can think of things in my life a few years ago uh, you know Jaden boyd got scratched in her eyeball at camp gonna go to the doctor later that day because her vision was blurry and, and and stuff like that scratch on her eye you know what we did we sent her to the doctor no no we didn't do that we said and the whole camp gathered around her. We said, we're going to pray that God takes care of this right now. And that you won't have to go to the doctor, that your vision gets restored and that scratch will be gone. And I don't know, within two hours? Right, Jaden? Where's she at? Two hours? Gone. Scratch gone, vision back to normal because God's God. And he does the supernatural big things we just don't expect it maybe like our grandparents used to or our parents used to but he still works that way extraordinary ways that God is working in all the ordinary situations in our lives we also need to pursue holiness as a church uh oh <laughs> holiness being set apart being different than the world striving to be more like Jesus every day not just once, once a year, I'll try to get close to you, Lord. Every day, pursuing holiness and disciplining ourselves in the things that we need to do. Reading our Bible, 
praying, worshiping. We have to discipline ourselves to do that and pursue holiness in Jesus. And as we do that more and more every single day, what do you think that's going to do to you when these wars come up in your life, when these battles come up in your life and you are prepared and you've been after it in pursuing holiness? It's just going to be like a little something to step over. Oh, that is a big deal, Rick. How are you ever going to get through that? God's got it. He's got it. Man, I've read about him. I understand his promises. I understand because I've been communicating with him on a daily basis. I've been worshiping him and recognizing him for who he is. So when this stuff comes up, I can just go. I can just go and trust. He's got me. He's got this. Because I'm pursuing holiness and I'm staying close to him. Another thing we need to do is surround ourselves with other believers committed to the same goal that we have. I'm pursuing Jesus, and that's what I'm about. I want to surround myself. You should want to surround yourself with people that have that same mindset. I'm going after Jesus. You with me? If you're not, and you want to keep playing games and messing around, I'm sorry, but I got something else to do. I'm pursuing Jesus because every day he's pursuing me. So I'm sorry we can't hang out as much as we used to, but I want to pursue Jesus with everything I have. Will you join me in that? Will you join me in that? And when we do this, when we surround ourselves with other Christians who are, um, are, are also on the same page with us, man, they lift up our spirit. You won't have, if, you're, if you stay connected to people that are about pursuing Jesus, you won't have a, a day where you stay down for very long. We kind of kick each other in the tail around here if you want to try to stay mopey and in a bad mood for a while. I won't call anybody out. But that, we need that. We need that encouragement for each other. I'm a little down today. Well, let me kick you in the backside. Let me encourage you, brother. Let me encourage you, sister. Let me remind you of the truth in God's word. And we need to choose to be a culture of people who are committed to matters that affect us eternally. We have to have that culture in the church. We're committed to the same goal. We're here to encourage each other. We're here to cheer each other on. Help each other pray through. And if I asked you guys right now to come and pray in the altar for 30 minutes, straight, how many people would just run down here to get it? Encourage each other, lift each other up, pray people through. You guys remember that I talked about when I was growing up in the Church of God, Pentecostal, we prayed people through. Listen, I just don't feel a release. We'll stay here two hours if we need to. We're going to pray you through. It's too inconvenient now. I'll be nice. Sometimes we just need to start over when we're in the middle of a war or a battle. We're going through stuff. We need to start over. Okay, you messed up. Okay, you made a mistake. Start over. God allows redos. You can start over. Forget the past. Begin again to expect victory the next time. 
Paul said it like this, one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Do not let Satan use your past failures to keep you from overcoming right now. You are not the same. You get that start over. You get that redo. You get that clean slate with Jesus. You are forgiven. Stop walking in the past and walk into the destiny that God has for you. Start over. Another thing we need to do is decide to make a change. You know, a lot of times people will come to the Lord or come back to the Lord and they'll go right back out and do the same things they were doing. You need to decide in your mind, in your heart, for true repentance, and I'm going to make a change. Be serious about it. You cannot serve God half-heartedly. You can't do it. I think that's called being lukewarm, and it makes him want to vomit. Go all in. Make that change. Proverbs 16.3, commit to the Lord whatever you do and your plans will succeed. Whatever I'm going to do for you, Lord, I'm going to commit it to you and I know they will succeed because you're in control of it, not me. We also need to hide God's word in our hearts if we're going to win these wars we got to hide his word in our heart. And this is a step that most people try to skip. I love when we go over scripture on Sundays. Can't wait till next Sunday. You got to hide this in your heart. You got to memorize some of this so you can use it when these wars come. So you can stand on it when they come. If you don't, when those things come your way, you are going to crumble and you're going to fall hard because you don't know what this says. we skip that step, we're losing the power that's available from the Word of God. David recognized the sin that was keeping the power of the Word of God uh, in his life when he said, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. So when I hide this, when I study this, when I learn it, when I let it sink deep inside of my heart, that'll keep me from sinning against God. Because I took time to understand God and who he is. And what he wants for me. Memorize those passages of scripture that speaks to the struggle you're having. And again, the only way you can do that is by memorizing. And I'll tell you, first and foremost, I'm terrible at memorizing things. I'll forget things I did yesterday. But God is helping me to want to, to dive deeper, not only in this, just to read uplifting, encouraging books uh, Christian books, and just to get into the Word and understand who He is and memorize those things and understand those things. The Word of God is alive and powerful, sharper than a sharpest two-edged sword. It exposes our innermost thoughts and desires. How many of you guys ever write out Scripture and you speak them over yourself? You hang them up in your house or in your bathroom Man, that's powerful. Here's a reminder every single day to read this over myself. This is God's word. I'm speaking over my life. And I'm memorizing it. We've got to reprogram our minds. Meditating on God's word will help reprogram your thinking and get rid of the stinking thinking. When we, when we soak in the word, we memorize it, it, it changes us. It transforms our mind. 
And you know also that this is the only piece in the armor of God that we put on each day to this for, the offense, for offense. The rest of it's defensive stuff. But this, this is a... This is powerful. This is our weapon. If I don't know it, if I don't read it, if I don't study it, I don't have a weapon when the enemy comes to attack me. This is it. Boom. Get away from me. Boom. Get away from me. You have no power over me. I'm a child of God. That's what it says right here. We also need to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. And some people may say, I don't even know what that means. When you give your life to Christ, you now have the Holy Spirit living inside of your heart. You've made that decision. Lord, I'm sold out. I'm 100% surrendered to you. He now, his Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit now resides in you, empowering you to do what God has called you to do. To live in this world in a holy way, be set apart and be different and go about your day glorifying him. Holy Spirit's inside of us for that. And whenever we're tempted um, to do other things, to do things that would be opposite of God, the Holy Spirit checks us. And it's up to us to listen to that and obey what he tells us to do. Paul says, Ephesians 5.18, let the Holy Spirit fill and control you. And some people may say, I tried to give the control to the Holy Spirit, but it just didn't help. Baloney. When the Holy Spirit has control of us, you will see the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You will see those things coming out when you yield control to the Holy Spirit. So maybe you'll say, well, how do I know? How do I know if I've given the Holy Spirit complete control? The feelings of temptation will immediately be replaced with feelings of love and joy and peace and comfort and those kind of things. In those moments where you have the wars, where you have the battles, where you have some anger kick in, if you will let the Holy Spirit control you, you'll see the fruits of the Spirit come out instead. When somebody cuts you off in traffic, you will see the fruit of the Spirit come out instead. <laughs> I need to work on that, Rick. But complete control to the Holy Spirit, walking in that power and that authority. And the last thing is just take it one day at a time. One day at a time. Matthew 6, 34, Jesus says, so don't worry about tomorrow. Because why? It's got its own worries. There's enough stuff going on tomorrow. Today's trouble is enough for today. Don't worry about the days ahead. Stay focused and having victory right here, right now on this day. If you'll just take it one day at a time. One day at a time, sweet Jesus. One day at a time. Just one day at a time. Winning the wars within. I cannot let my problems or the distraction of this world get between me and God. We can't do that. There's so many things bombarding us right now. There's so many things that you're going through that I maybe don't even know about. But you can't let those things get between you and God. I'm going to use an illustration that Brian Palmer used when he was here at camp, and I love it. It was powerful. I'm going to do it this morning. So, Brian Palmer, if you watch this back, I loved it. Thank you for letting me use this. Uh, 
Carlin, come here, please. Right here. You're God. <laughs> Sorry, it's the best I could do. Let's see. Aaron. I promise I'll get somewhere. We're wrapping up. This is it. Aaron is Aaron. Aaron will be played by Aaron today. Okay? Don't slip on this mess. Okay? That's God. This is Aaron. Now, Aaron, you have any problems in life? Aaron has problems in life. I'm not going to make him say any. How many of you, who else has problems in here? Oh, wait, anybody's hand not up? Caitlin, you don't have no problem? Oh, she got <laughs> Okay. Uh, Fred, come here. Now, this is just hypothetical. I'm not saying Aaron has any of these problems. Okay. Come here, Fred. You're going to represent one of Aaron's problems. Uh, let's just say that Aaron, um, somebody give me something you struggle with. Anger. Anger. Aaron has some anger problems. Here you go. Just stand right here between Aaron and Carlin there. Come here, Aaron. A little bit closer. Somebody else, what's, what's something you struggle with? No. I don't struggle, Rick. <laughs> questions. questions. All right, come here. Aaron's got a lot of questions. He's got questions in life. He just, man, I, I just don't get some stuff. I don't understand some stuff right here. Face that way. Okay. Who else? Something you struggle with? Forgiveness. Aaron, man, he, he just struggles forgiving people. He knows he's supposed to. He's been lured into not forgiving people and holding on to offense. So, oh, there's another thing. Man, it's probably, if you're right up here, it's, it's kind of getting hard to see God now, isn't it? You got these issues in your life, stuff you're struggling with, and God's over here wanting to be uh, the supreme top of your list, but now you've put some things between you and God. Well, what else? Somebody else. Oh, you guys know? It's in there. It's in your mouth right now. I need to say this because it's a big deal to me. But I don't want people to know. Huh? Stress and anxiety. Come on up. Do you know this? these things right here also can be good things in your life? What's something good in your life that you're so thankful for? So somebody should say spouse, family. <laughs> family, Sarah, come on up. Even good things at times can get between us and God. When we elevate those things in front of where God should be. Even the good things. Somebody else. Something you struggle with. Depression, get on up here. I'm sorry, I made you walk with the boots. Okay, scoot up a little bit. So here's God. Supposed to be number one in Aaron's life. Here's Aaron. And he has all these things between him and God right now. That are out of order. Everything's out of order in Aaron's life. Instead of God being number one, being at the forefront and everything, and all of his problems being behind because God's supreme and God has everything under control and God can win the battle for him, Aaron's let all these other things in his life get between him, him and God. And we do this daily. What were you again? Anger, right? 
Aaron decided, you know what? I can control my anger. God's given me some help with this. Give me some peace. I'm going to get behind. He's taking care of that. Stay back here. He's taking care of that. What are you up here for? Oh, she has all kinds of questions, but Aaron sought some godly counsel from his fellow believers. Uh, he, he studied the word and started to understand some things. And this isn't an issue for Aaron anymore. He's took it to God and God's helped him. Oh, he's moved. You still can't really see him though. You still got some things. You're up here. Forgiveness. Aaron, also, again, continue to study his word. I know that I need to forgive. I'm never going to get to a place where I need to be with God until I can forgive whatever it needs to be forgiven. So, God, please help me with this forgiveness. I, I want to get rid of I want to get rid of this bitterness that I have, and I want to forgive. And as he's getting rid of these things that are getting between him and God, look how much closer he's getting to him. Because he's getting things in his life in the right order. Anxiety, stress. Aaron took that to the Lord also and put God in his right place and moved that stuff back and focused in on God. This is my family. This could be Aaron's spouse, Aaron's kids, his aunts, uh, brothers, sisters, cousins, all that. Not a bad thing, but something that may be taking the place of where God should be. And he understands, I, I, even my family, God's first. God's got to be first. And he moves up some more. And right here, depression. Man, it's something Aaron struggled with for a long, long time. And he just never can just get free of it. And he still struggles with it. But he understands that God works supernaturally and that the Holy Spirit living inside him is, is able to help him overcome those thoughts that he can uh, talk to fellow believers about what he's struggling with and this depression that he's dealing with and understand that it has no hold on him because God breaks those bondage and that chain off of him. So Aaron gets delivered from his depression. And everything in Aaron's life that was out of order and in the wrong place is now put where it needs to be, and there's nothing separating him from God now. And they love. Thank you, guys. We got to get the order right. That our problems, that our battles, that our wars that we're dealing with are not things that need to be placed between us and God. Those have to be out of the way and our focus on Him and trust that He's going to bring us through it. The praise team will come back up. Guys, I'm just as guilty as anybody else of coming in here on Sundays, Wednesdays, or through the work week at times and, and wearing a mask acting like everything's okay. When God wants us to be real and be genuine and let our hurts be known, if you want to keep covering things up, that's a hard thing for God to uncover. It's a, it's a hard thing for God to heal when you won't let it be, be gone and let it be known and let it be revealed. Don't you ever get tired of hurting so much? Don't you get tired of, of feeling that pain when you walk through the doors? Don't you get tired of wearing that mask in front of people? Don't you get tired of, of going to sleep at night, crying yourself to sleep because things aren't just what you thought they would be? Don't you get tired of walking around every day defeated and acting like somebody you're not because of everything that's going on inside of you? Don't you get tired of that? 
I know I do. I know when I struggle with depression and anxiety attacks and all that stuff that I, I got to a point where I said, God, I don't want to do this anymore. God, I'm so tired. It hurts so bad. I'm so sad, God. I, I just don't want to hold on to this anymore. I'm going to surrender it to you. All of it. And the day I finally did that, stuff broke off of me. The day I finally said, God, you can have it all because I can't live like this anymore. And you know what? You have to let that stuff be exposed. You have to lay those things down. You have to lay them down. You guys stand. Stretch your hand this way. And I know Lois isn't the only person in this church this morning that struggles and hurts and walks around with stuff that you don't need to walk around with. So as we pray and we sing, I want to encourage you to stop walking around in pain and hurt and in the middle of a war that you were never meant to fight on your own and come lay it down at the altar this morning. You don't need me to put a hand on you. You just need to let God have control of it. You just need to surrender it this morning. So as we sing and we pray, I'm opening up these altars for God to move and help you win the war within yourself this morning. Lay it down. Lay it down and let his Holy Spirit have control in your life.
shared something with me that she felt in a song we were singing earlier. But there may be somebody in here this morning that, that you feel God does not want me. There's no way that God could want me. And we want you to know this morning, God wants you to know this morning that there is a place for you also. So whatever the enemy's trying to attack your mind with and tell you this morning that God does not want you we're here to stand together and united and let you know that God does want you and there's a place for you at his table also this morning. So if you're struggling with that thought that God, there's no way that God could want me, I want you to come and pray this morning and understand the love of God and the goodness of God and that there is a place for you. In Jesus' name. And, and, and I know there's still several of you, for whatever reason, you can't make that step from your seat to come just admit, God, I'm a mess right now. I'm a mess right now.
and I just need a touch from your Holy Spirit to change my heart, to change my mind, to point me in a new direction. I'm tired of hurting. I'm tired of struggling. I'm tired of going through it. I need your help, God. And I'm laying it down this morning as we continue singing. Oh, oh, oh. 
one of these days, church, the floodgates will open throughout the whole body of believers in here. Whenever we put our pride to the side, when we put these things to the side that get, get in the way between us and God, he will open the floodgates of heaven and pour out a blessing that we cannot contain. Father, we just praise you. I thank you for this young lady right here, God, Tiffany, that rededicated her life to you this morning, God, that the prodigal came home. God, we are seeing you move. We are seeing you do things despite the enemy's efforts because we want it to be all about you, God. Lord, I thank you that your Holy Spirit still convicts people, that still penetrates their hearts and shows them love unconditionally. After all these years, God, you're still the same. You've never changed. And your love still overwhelms us. God, today I ask for anyone that maybe didn't come up, God, they would reach out to someone in here that can help them win the war within themselves. And God, I just praise you for that. Thank you for that, God, as we continue worshiping and praying.